minds that plot destruction Sorcerer of death's construction In the fields of bodies burning As the war machine keeps turning Death and hatred to mankind Poisoning Welcome to the Anarchist World This Week, broadcast across Australia on the National Community Radio Satellite. Listen to the Anarchist World This Week, Australia's sacred cow slaughterhouse. Listen to analysis of local, national, international events. Listen to analysis you'll never hear anywhere else. Welcome to the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia via the Community Radio Network. This program is streaming live on 3cr.org.au. The program is podcast. You can access the podcast for the next few weeks by going to 3cr.org.au. My name is Jester Scanner. The programs are once again live. There's no pre-recording. I've had two weeks off. That's more than enough. So what a year 2017 is going to be. It's going to be the year that you will need to stand up, that you will need to stop begging and beseeching and stand up and demand your rights as a citizen or a resident of this land. Not our land, it's their land, but this land. Now, we're going to look at a lot of issues today, but a few things... uh, just to remind you, just a few things to remind you. It's not just a radio program that we have here at uh, Community Radio Network, the Anarchist World This Week. We also have a number of other radio programs and a number of websites that you can actually access. And we're one of the few organisations that still answers letters. So if you don't give a shit about the digital world and you listen to radio and you want to contact us, you can ring us on 0439 395 489. I may not answer the phone. Leave a message. Hopefully I'll get back to you within 24 hours. 0439 395 489. You can always write to us at Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052. Now the websites you can have a look at is tunner, T-U-N-N-E-R-Mall.org. Tunnermall.org. Have a look at that website regarding the Tunner Minoway Mallborn Hina Commemoration which will be held on Friday, the 20th of January, on National Indigenous Freedom Fighters Day. We've got the monument at the corner of Franklin and Victoria Street. The monument is there. It was officially opened in September. We will now have the commemoration. Starts at 12. A number of guest speakers. Guest speakers' list still has not been finalised. Then uh, people from uh, who are attending will be invited to speak. Uh, Les Thomas will be doing the Tanaminawaya Mobile Hino uh, song that he wrote, which is becoming very popular around the traps. Then we'll walk to what we believe is their burial site at the Queen Victoria Markets. And uh, this year we will launch Phase 2 of uh, this campaign. Phase 1 to ha- was to have a monument established, which is now a fact and a reality, which will be in the city of Melbourne for generations to come. Phase 2 is to have a uh, 
an archaeological survey of what we believe is their final burial site to see if they are buried there and if they are buried there, as well as a number of other uh, people who are hung, uh, then a campaign to have their bodies repatriated to uh, their uh, homelands. So there is a phase two to this uh, campaign. But the important thing is it is school holidays. This is your opportunity to become involved in something which is becoming more and more important in this country as we acknowledge the past. In order to have reconciliation based on justice, not charity, we need to acknowledge the past. Acknowledging and honouring those men, women and children in their tens of thousands who died resisting colonisation of this land over 226 years ago during a 130-year war. That's right, that's how long it lasted before they were all subdued, physically subdued, not mentally, obviously, subdued physically, and their land stolen. This is, this is one way to acknowledge what happened. If you want to go forward in life, You've made mistakes. You acknowledge those mistakes. You discuss them. Then you move forward. So Tanaminoe Morbohine Commemoration Day. This is, I think, the 12th or 13th commemoration. I'll check our record. No, this is the 12th commemoration. 20th of January, Friday the 20th of January, midday. I'll talk more about it next week. See you there. Midday corner of Victoria Street and Franklin Street in the city of Melbourne, opposite the old Melbourne jail, down the road from Trades Hall, a spit away from the uh, eight-hour monument. So uh, we'll see you there this Friday. And bring your kids. It is a children-friendly day. It is not a demonstration. It is a commemoration. It is a commemoration of the past so that we can understand the present and change the future. So it's a children-friendly day. Bring the kids along. It's a great way to educate them about what this country has is all about and what type of country we can become if we acknowledge the past. This is the Anarchist World This Week, broadcast across Australia and the Community Radio Network. Words. Words kill. Words kill. And if I hear the word welfare one more time, coming out of some executive, some politician, some community activist, some media, you know, self-appointed guru, I'm going to vomit. And it means I'll be vomiting continually for the next 360, what, 355 days left in this year. It is not welfare. It's a social security benefit. And it's social security for every man, woman and child in this country. Providing for the basic needs of people who find themselves in difficult situations, whether their own making or not, provides security, not just to those who need that support, whether it's temporary or permanent, but it provides security to the community as a whole. Filling the jails, criminalising people, as Centrelink is currently doing, sending out fake invoices. That's right. 
little more than fake invoices saying you've got a debt when you haven't got a debt and you prove that you haven't got a debt or we're going to chase you. And then having Mr. Tudge, Mr. Alan Tudge, the Minister for Human Services, not animal welfare, but human services, acting, you know, saying it's all hunky-dory. We don't give a shit if we send out all these letters of demand, and these are letters of demand saying you can't show that we're wrong, you are, you know, we'll be knocking on the door and they're already knocking on the door, highlights how important it is that the word welfare is not used in our daily conversation. Because this is about denigrating, denigrating citizen residents in this country who find themselves in most, the majority of cases, through no fault of their own, in difficult circumstances, who need a bit of a leg up, who need a little bit of support, being denigrated. It's as if you've got to go up there, you beg and beseech, you doff your 19th century cap and you say, please, sir, can I have some more? Hmm? Yeah, what a crap. And it's replicated. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, 366 days a year, you know, amongst our intelligentsia, amongst the media commentators, the politicians, welfare, 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 it's the welfare, 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 welfare. If one third of the bloody country's taxation revenue goes to assist people, who find themselves in difficult situations, it shows the system is working. Now, Mr Tudge, that little leprechaun, my apologies to leprechauns, you've never done anything bad to anybody, unlike Mr Tudge and his department, but Mr Tudge somehow thinks that law-abiding taxpayers want this type of behaviour by Centrelink behaviour which has been engineered by the Turnbull-led government. Look, I'm a taxpayer, I'm still working, I'm over 65 and I'm still working and I pay taxes and I know lots of people who are still working who pay taxes, young and old. You know what we care about? We don't care if some poor bastard, you know, has somehow owe Centrelink a few hundred or a few thousand quid. What I care about, and what most people I know care about, is that the corporate sector in this country pays voluntary taxation. That's what I care about. What I care about is the fact that the tudges of the world denigrate people who receive Social Security benefits for their own political ends, and they have to create these... uh, you know, these uh, difficult situations for many, many people who find it difficult to cope at the best of times because the corporate sector isn't paying tax legally in this country. That's what annoys me. And the other thing that annoys me is that people like me, honest, hard-working people who obey the law, pay their taxes, and there are millions of people, millions of Australians, are treated as fools and idiots by the current coalition government. Fools and idiots. It seems that in Australia today, 
that honest, hard-working people are those who are ostracised, pushed aside, called losers. And those people who bend the system, don't pay taxes, accumulate wealth at the expense of the rest of the community, are somehow seen as the heroes of 21st century Australia. That's what annoys me. And what annoys me even further, yes, it is 2017, going back four years there, but it's just what's even more annoying is seeing what's actually happening in the country today. Instead of people who find themselves in these difficult situations saying, this is this is a political issue. I find myself in this situation, my family and children and grandchildren and the people around me, the people I work with, the people I'm retired with, find themselves in this situation. We find ourselves in this situation because we have allowed successive government of all political hues and colours to look after the interests of the corporate sector, of the one percenters of that small section of society that owns the means of production, distribution, exchange and communication, instead of looking after the interests of the citizens as a whole. And more importantly, we are now seeing political and social movements gaining traction in this country which breed hatred and division which blame the other for their problem, which blame the person of a different colour, a different religion, a different nationality, who speaks a different language, who comes from a different country, for their problems. Somehow, if you blame you know, somebody else, it's all going to go away. There's not going to be any problem. Well, the reality is you can form as many divisive divided nation political groups and parties as you like, the reality is that if we don't tackle the issue of inequality at a political level and demand that everybody pulls their weight in the society, nothing will ever change and it'll get worse because the government, with its back to the wall, not getting the revenue it wants, not having the guts or the will to tackle the corporate sector, it will turn on those least able to defend themselves. And that's what we are seeing today. And that's what we have been talking about for weeks, months, years. It's simple. If you've got five people living in a house, three do all the work and two bludge, you're going to have tension. And we have a lot of bludgers in this country, a lot of bludgers. And it's not those people who are normally pointed out as bludgers. The bludgers in this country are the corporate sector. It's simple. I'll give you an example. Do you know that in the first five days of this year, that's the 1st to the 5th, 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th of January, the CEOs of the 100 top stock exchange listed companies earned more 
earned more in those five days than most Australians will earn in a year, that 90% of Australian, 95% of Australians will earn in a year. That's in five days. And these are the very people who use this country's investment-friendly laws to not pay tax, who scream the loudest about people receiving social security benefits. These are the ones who talk about belt tightening, who talk about removing penalty rates, who talk about you know uh, getting rid of the uh, workers' compensation scheme or watering down the workers' compensation scheme, and the list goes on and on, of not having public holidays. These are the very same people. These are the hypocrites who have the ear of government, which theoretically represents the interests of the Australian people today. Think about it. Now, if you are annoyed, and if you listen to the Anarchist World this week, hopefully you're annoyed, because if you're not annoyed, what's the point? But if you are annoyed, I encourage you to join PIPSI, Public Interest Before Corporate Interest. It is both an activist group and a group trying to form a political party. Our next major activity will be the next Defend and Extend Public Housing Rally, which will occur between midday and 2pm on Wednesday the 8th of February outside State Parliament House in Spring Street in Melbourne. That's the Victorian State's Parliament in Spring Street in Melbourne. And I've already received a little note from security regarding the rally, so it'd be nice to see a lot of people there just to give them a little bit of, you know, reason to have security. And there is a long history, a long history of a public housing struggle. And another thing that public interest before corporate interest is interested in is forming a political party. That's right, another political party. Because if you look at the political parties which now find themselves in Parliament, especially what are loosely described as the crossbenchers, they're all conservative reactionary groups or individuals. When Jackie Lambie is considered to be the radical among the left 11 cross branches, you realise there's a problem. And for far too long, the traditional left has eschewed parliamentary politics and left the field open to the reactionary, divisive elements who are now using their time in Parliament to promote the divisive agenda across this country. So the whole purpose of public interest before corporate interest is to act as a bulwark against the expansion of these political and social reactionary conservative movements which blame the other for the situation we find ourselves in as a country. So if you are interested... Join Pipsy. It's, it's easy. Public interest before corporate interest. Download the application form. Go to Pipsy, P-I-B-C-I dot net. If you haven't got a computer, you can always give me a ring. 0439395489. You can write to us at Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052. Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052.
five, two. As I said before, it's time to stand up. And you may be old, and you may be young, and you may be sick, or you may be well, you may be busy, you may be inundated with the needs of everyday living in order to make a living, you know, and pay your bills. But you can be a silent member of public interest before corporate interest. We need 550 people on the Australian electoral roll before we can apply for registration as a federal political party. We've got over 700 members currently, only about 300. We've been able to get all the details required who are on the electoral roll. We need another 250. This is your chance to join public interest before corporate interest. Don't just complain. Don't just sit there curled up in in a ball saying it's all too difficult. It is not difficult to join. It is not difficult to be part of a social movement that is not just based on identity politics. And that's the dilemma. It's all about identity politics in 2017 in Australia. What we need is a broad-based political and social movement that takes direct action as well as parliamentary action. And that's what public interest before corporate interest is all about. It's all about ensuring the debacle we are seeing currently occurring in Centrelink, which has been fanned along, the phone's been fanned along by Mr Tudge. It's all about ensuring that that type of debacle never happens again. It's about ensuring that we don't talk about welfare, but we talk about a social security system. And why the word security? What human needs beings need, whether they're old or young or middle-aged, is security. Security of a job, security of an income, knowing that their health cares will be needed if they suffer a catastrophic injury or sickness knowing that their families will be supported, knowing that being an Australian means something. That's right, means something, that you are part of a community where you are looked after and where you contribute when you can and are looked after if issues occur. That's what it's about. Think about it. Join Pipsy today. Public interest before corporate interest. Download the application form. Don't ring me up and complain. Look, I know there are shortcomings for every, every political campaign that we're involved in. There are shortcomings. There's no such thing as a perfect political party. No such thing as a perfect strategy. But there are. There is the concept of creating momentum for change. Not momentum, which is based, creating momentum, which is based on division and hatred, but change, inclusive, radical, egalitarian change. Join Pipsy today. Okay, let's move on. Edits from on high. Look, I'm I'm beside myself. Beside myself, unlike Meg, what's her name? Streep. Meryl Streep, that's right. Look, uh, you know, she's all upset about Donald D. Groper, President-elect of the US of A. Well, I'm excited. i tell you why I'm excited. I'm excited to see 
how it'll all go up in flames. That's right. I have never seen so many rich people on the same boat at the same time. Billionaires. And it's no accident that uh, President-elect Donald E. Groper loves the Russian oligarchs because he's an oligarch. He's an oligarch. And what are oligarchs all about? Oligarchs are all about using the power of the state to enrich themselves and increase the power they wield in society. It'll be interesting to see whether the checks and balances which exist in the United States political system will be enough to stop the oligarchs taking control. Total control. And that's what Donald D. Groper loves about his little mate, Mr. Putin. President, El Presidente Putin. He loves it. He loves him. They love each other. Oligarchs love each other because they understand that capturing state power is not about improving the lives of people. Capturing state power is about increasing their power. It's no accident that he wants his son-in-law beside him in the White House. So I'm excited to see how it all go belly up. I'm excited for the uh, inauguration to see whether the protesters will actually outnumber the supporters at the inauguration because people are beginning to stand up. Whereas the tennis player Kyrgios with his little T-shirt telling Trump where to go or Meryl Streep or millions of other Americans who didn't actually vote for the Donald E. Groper saying, hey, our institutional structures are more important than your personal ambition and your personal fortune. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out, how social tension increases. Because when you look at the cabinet appointees, you know the people of the United States of America are in for a hard time, as well as the citizens of the world. Because what President de Groper needs is a nice little war in order to deflect our attention from all those internal issues, internal contradictions which are occurring in the United States of America. So let's keep our hats on, put your seatbelt on, get in, you know, get in your roller coaster and off you go for a ride. And remember, don't read or listen to the tweets from on high from Mr. Tweet. President-elect Donald D. Groper. Because I love his political style. You put out a tweet. Everybody reacts. You wait. You put out another tweet. You don't do press conferences because you get questioned at press conferences. You just put out a tweet. You know, he reminds me of Moses. Moses went up the mountain got the Ten Tablets or the Ten Commandments, the two tablets, walked down the mountain, told the people, you know, the Israelis, that, you know, God had given him these commandments. Donald E. Groper, ah, he doesn't need God. He just tweets, tells you what to do. Wonderful, isn't it? 
Welcome to the 21st century America. Welcome to the 21st century world. This is the Anarchist World This Week, broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. My name is Joseph Toscan. I'm hosting today's program. That's right. The program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. Now, there's a new feature on my um, personal Facebook page. No, you won't find out what I had for breakfast, what underpants I wear, whether I wear underpants, whether I trim my nasal hair, when the last time I had my hair cut, what I ate, you know, two days ago. No, none of that. None of that. You want that personal shit? you won't find it on the Toscano for the public Facebook page. It is a it is a work in progress. Political, social and cultural work in process. I want more friends. They tell me we need friends, so befriend me. Toscano for the public. And what we've done since the sec I think the fourth of January, we've put up a little fort bubble, three to four hundred word fort bubble every day on an important issue. And it is a good way for people to actually be able to comment on the things that I'm thinking about. Not that it means that much to anybody, but at least they're thought bubbles. At least we're looking at what's happening in the world today, which is different to most other people, because we're not reactive. We want to be proactive. There's no point being reactive. If you're reactive all the time, you're always below the eight ball. You're always going to lose if you're reacting. We're proactive. We are trying to create political, social and cultural campaigns, whether it was the Tanaminoe Mōbōhina commemoration, whether it's the Eureka, uh, Reclaim the Radical Spirit of the Eureka Rebellion commemoration, and it just goes on and on. It's been proactive, setting the cultural, political and social agenda. It's not going... Oh, woe is me. This is going to happen. Obviously, that's part of all political and social campaigning, but it's more than that. You've got to be proactive. For example, the Defend and Extend public housing campaign, which uh, PIPSI, Public Interest Before Corporate Interest, was asked to uh, organise, that is a proactive campaign. It raises the issue of not just public housing, but the issue of housing affordability. The most critical issue in this country for 2017. And if there are homeless people listening to this program who are being turfed out of where they live, especially in Melbourne because the tennis tournament is going to come and we wouldn't want those pitches, you know... You know, we always bitch about the Russians and the Chinese moving on the homeless. How about bitching about the people of Australia moving on the homeless? Look, if you're homeless, it doesn't matter where you live in this country. I've got one piece of advice for you. It is a political problem. That's right. It is a political problem. Because over the last three decades, the public housing sector has been gutted. The idea that the state should provide accommodation for people who have difficulty in securing private property, owning property and giving them security. Because that's what housing is all about. It's about security, about knowing that you've got a roof over it, knowing you're in the same area, knowing that your children can attend the same schools, access the same facilities. It's about knowing That's what it's about. 
So if you are homeless, one piece of advice. Go and camp on the steps of your local parliament house. It is a political decision that's been made that have increased homelessness in this country, that have destroyed the great Australian dream that everybody should be able to own their own homes. Because today in Australia, less than 50% of people will ever be able to own their own home in this country. Less than 50% of people. And it wasn't like that 20 or 30 years ago. Less than 50% of people. And the number of homeless will increase as we continue to privatise the public housing sector. Whether you privatise, whether you give away the titles to you know, not-for-profit organisations or for-profit organisations or bodgy religious-based organisations, the fact is the issue of public housing is an issue that should be addressed by the state. And if you are homeless anywhere in Australia, you should gravitate, if you're in a capital city, to the steps of Parliament House. If you're in Canberra, gravitate to cap- gravitate you know, to a Parliament House in Canberra. And if you're in a regional centre, gravitate to Town Hall. Out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. This is a political decision. This is what public Defend and Extend Public Housing is about. It's about ensuring the concept of public housing, the state-sponsored, state-run public housing becomes a significant element in the housing mix in this country. And it's not only just good for people who are homeless and people who can't afford private rents. It's also good for the 50% of about 40% of Australians who are currently renting and who will rent for the rest of their lives. Because if you've got big, extensive public housing stock, it puts downward pressure on private rentals. In some capital cities today, if you're on a social security benefit, you'll be spending 50 to 60% of your income on rent if, if by some fluke, some real estate agent will allow you to rent that property. By some fluke, you know, some, you know, some bed sitter in some corner of the universe. So think about it. This is a political problem. It is not a personal problem. It is not an issue related to poverty. It's an issue related to the fact that the state refuses to look after the interests of its most vulnerable citizens and that it uses the laws to harass them, push them aside, imprison them, denigrate them. That's what this issue is about. So form your own Defend and Extend public housing groups in, you know, in states across the country, regional centres. Form them. Get involved in this critical issue. Because if you've got a strong public housing sector, private rents decrease and it makes it easier for people to enter the property markets as rents decrease... Investors, you love that, investors will, 
will dispose of their, uh, will sell their little investments as property prices drop. So think about it. Join us, Defend and Extend Public Housing. In uh, Melbourne, 8th of February, midday, Wednesday, Steps of Parliament House, 12 to 2. See you there. People say, well, not, why not a weekend? I'll tell you why not a weekend, because nobody gives a shit on a weekend. We want to be there on a parliamentary sitting day. And this is what it's about. It's about being there on a parliamentary sitting day. And when I say to homeless people, camp on the steps of Parliament House in your capital city, it's about not being out of sight, out of mind. It's about being there. And if you're moved, you come back again. It's about being there. It's about saying there is an issue today that needs to be tackled by governments at the local, state and federal level. It is an essential, it is a critical, growing problem in this country. And if it's out of sight, out of mind, if it's about taking you know, what you're given, if it's about being put in temporary accommodation for a month or two so you're out of sight, and then starting the whole bandwagon again, well, then it's time that this little game was finished. Even a five-day test series finishes, usually on the fifth day. Well, this thing should be finished. If we can't do it, that's right, we, we, the Australian people, 25 million people. There are some cities on this bloody planet that have more than 25 million people in one city. There are some countries on floodplains with tens, with millions of people they have to support. Here we are, 25 miserable bloody people, 25 million, sorry, miserable bloody people on a continent, on a continent full of resources. And we can't seem or want to fix the most basic problems. What is wrong with us? And I'll tell you what's wrong with us. It's us. That's right. Us. We are the problem. We are the problem. Because we, most of us, wait for somebody else to do something about it. As I keep saying in this program... There are two tribes in Australia in the 21st century. The Gunner tribe. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I know a lot of Gunners. I meet Gunners every day. And Gunners never do anything. And the other tribe, not they don't even try. They're gonna say, they say, somebody should do something about that. That is tragic. Somebody should do something about that. Well, I tell you, we are the people we've been waiting for. We, you, me, your friends, your relatives, your enemies, the people down the street, the people you work with, we are the people we've been waiting for. And for far too long, we have been sitting on the sidelines complaining, acting as consumers, not active citizens, waiting, 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 begging, beseeching, and then wondering how things have got so difficult for so many people. In the midst 
of extraordinary riches in this country. Think about it. If we can't deal with these basic issues of adequate, not a brilliant, but an adequate public education for every child in this country, ensuring that everybody has a roof over their heads, ensuring that everybody has access to some decent health service that we finally reconcile with this country's indigenous population, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders, that we stop fighting amongst each other based on our you know, racial origins or whatever, that we have some type of humane attitude to the people around us. You know, if we don't do that, nobody else can. Nobody else will. Because we are in the you know, we are in that we are we have that capacity. There are some places in the world that don't have the capacity, don't have the economic resources, don't have the educational facilities, don't have the human resources, but we have it all. We have the resources We have a relatively small population, although we all love to bitch about how many people there are in this country. We have the infrastructure, although it's falling apart because there's been no investment in infrastructure in the last 30 to 40 years. We are the people we've been waiting for. And here at the Anarchist World this week, we don't just talk. Talk is cheap. Clicking a button on the net is cheap. Making a comment is cheap. And what I love about the digital world is how many people love to comment and how many people do nothing. Thinking that an exchange of ideas is all that you need for change to occur. All it does is reinforce your own little prejudices. So my role in 2017 is to ensure that every listener to the anarchist world this week across this country, from every community radio station that takes up the anarchist world this week, does something that stops being a carping consumer, becomes an activist. Because the more activists we have, the more people who are active, the more people who are interacting with other people, the greater the chances for change. Change doesn't come by people begging and beseeching. How do you think we've got social security benefits? Hmm? Through generations of people struggling to see those laws passed through Parliament, forming political parties that ensured that those laws were passed through Parliament. How do you think we've got universal health care or a pharmaceutical benefit scheme? Because some rich bastard said, there you are. You've been a good boy. You've been a good girl. Here you are. A little bit of free health care. How do you think you got penalty rates? Sickness benefits. Workers' compensation. Public education. Public health. Public infrastructure. That's it. A six-letter word. Public. 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 How do you think that occurred? It didn't occur by begging and dis- Bespeeching. It didn't occur by just casting a ballot. It occurred through struggle, raising these issues, forming organisations, pushing the issues, forcing the political classes to change 
that legislation, forcing those people who wield power to devolve that power, forcing those that concentrate wealth to spread that wealth through the taxation system. That's what it's about. And we forgot the story. We forgot the story about what made Australia great. Apologies to President-elect Donald D. Groper for using the word great. And what made us great was our capacity and our ability to organise and agitate and push for change and not be derailed in that those campaigns for change, reform and radical change. Listen to the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia via the Community Radio Network. My name is Joshua Scullin, host of today's program. If you'd like to leave a message, 0439 395 489. 0439 395 489. You can write to me at Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052. Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052. You can email me at pipsy, P-I-B-C-I dot net or anarchistage at yahoo.com. Pipsy, P-I-B-C-I dot net dot a, oh, info at pipsy.net or anarchistage at yahoo.com anarchistage at yahoo.com you can go to my personal facebook page toscano for the public that's toscano for the public have a look at the daily fort bubbles comment on the fort bubbles look at all the activities we're trying to organize and involved in join us we're nothing without you at the end of the day I can sit here for another 40 years and turn 105. <laughs> you like that? Or we can, uh, you know, or we can change things. We can be part of a great social and political movement which will change things for the positive for the greater number of people living on this continent. Or we can wash our hands of the struggle and just fade away fade away and that's the trouble in Australia we've got a growing elderly population most of them are fading away we give you the opportunity to become active and involved in actions and activities which could change the course of this country alright a little bit of comedy do you know that Rupert loves Tony hmm? did you know that I didn't. Well, I knew that a long time ago because I've been in the bedroom with them. No, no threesome there. But getting back to that. Now, look, I like to look at the Murdoch media. I don't buy the shit, but I do purloin it and have a look at it. And I'll tell you why. Because, see, a lot of people think that the legacy media, that's the old print media, is a load of crap and has no influence in political debate today. Well, you think again, boys and girls. In Australia... The legacy media, the corporate-owned legacy media, continues to set the political, cultural and social agenda of the day. If you listen to radio and watch TV, what do they comment on? The shit that appears in the legacy media. Now, you may have been a bit surprised, but I wasn't. Over the last few days, Murdoch's rags in Australia, you know, 
the Australian, the sheltered workshop for failed class warriors, and the other Murdoch rags across the country have been really giving Susan Lay a hard time. I'm not saying she doesn't deserve a hard time, but they've been giving her a hard time. And you think to yourself, why have they changed their tactics? Because what they used to do is give the opposition a hard time. Now, this is a strategy which Rupert himself, because he likes to dictate editorial policy. Let's not forget, when Mr Bush invaded Iraq, every single newspaper that Murdoch owned, except the New Guinea paper, which he forgot to telephone the editor, you know, supported the invasion of Iraq, because, you know, Mr Sedane had, President Sedane had the... Um, had um, weapons of mass destruction. And we all know that was true, don't we? <laughs> well, well, getting back, getting back to my theory, right? So they're putting a hard line. They give, they're kicking her, kicking her senseless. And you think, what's going on? Well, I'll tell you what's going on. It's very simple. Because, see, they know that Turnbull, Prime Minister Turnbull, is a dead man walking. They know that he cannot put forward his reformist agenda, because the Liberal Party is controlled by the Conservatives and the Liberals, you know, and the hacks from the Institute of Public Affairs, who have taken up a lot of parliamentary seats in the last two or three years, courtesy of the the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, which somehow seems to have a love affair with the Institute of Public Affairs. But that's another another story. So, what's the what's what's the plan? The plan's very simple: you destabilise. Turnbull, right? And you support Abbott and the Abbott forces in the government today because, see, what Murdoch would like to do is see the end of Turnbull and I expect that Turnbull will no longer be Prime Minister in in about six weeks' time. I expect... Sorry, six six months' time. I'll give him about six months before they turf him out. And what we'll see is the neocons come out the reactionaries come out and control the Liberal National Party. Now, they'll start dog-whistling. They're already starting dog-whistling through the Murdoch press. And they know they've got a problem. They know that divided nation under Madam Hanson is leeching votes out of the Liberal Party and the National Party, especially the National Party. And they know they need to dog-whistle. And although... Abbott may have been an unpopular figure, they know that if they put him back as Prime Minister or one of his cohorts, they may be able to do a Trump. That's right. They may be able to manufacture news, create this hysteria regarding so-called political correctness, push the divisive line, and somehow stumble back into Parliament in two and a half years' time. That's the plan. So you will see all of... Turnbull's supporters in Parliament, and and Lay was a major supporter of the Turnbull coup, you will see them being denigrated and pushed out of office so that the numbers will change. Because Abbott didn't lose by much. He only lost by about three or four votes, and that's all you need to change before him or one of his little acolytes will go back. And then you will see the tudges of the world come out with even more rhetoric 
about welfare and bludgers and taxpayers and the fact that we need to stick together and we need to fight the foreign threat. It's beautiful. You know, I've got a storyboard there. I can see Murdoch's storyboard. Uh, He's a simple man. He's a simple man, very simple. There they are. He's got simple people working for him. All very well. Rupert loves Tony. Ah, Marriage made in heaven. Look, uh, thanks for listening to The Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. This program has been streaming live on 3cr.org.au. The program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. You can email me at anarchistage at yahoo.com. Anarchistage at yahoo.com. You can email me at uh, info at pipsy.net. You can go to the Defend and Extend Public Housing Australia Facebook page. You can go to my personal Facebook page, read the daily Fort Bubbles. Toscana, the number for the public. Toscana for the public. You can go to the Tanaminaway and Morbohina website, tanamall.org. Don't forget, 20th of January, midday. Commemoration, midday to uh, 2 p.m. The first hour will be broadcast live via Community Radio 3CR, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. You can also write to me at Post Office Box 20 Parkville 3052, and I do receive some interesting letters. So remember, it's your year. It's not my year. I'm an old man. I'm on the way out. Going, 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 soon gone. But it is your year. You either stand up, become an active citizen, take care of your responsibilities, exercise your rights, or you continue to be a carping consumer waiting for somebody else to do that. You can tear up your Gunner Tribe membership card and somebody should do something about that membership card and join Pipsy Public Interest before Corporate Interest. You can download the application form from pibci.net or you can ring us on 0439 395 489 or write to us for a few forms, Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052. Thank you once again for listening to The Anarchist World this week in its 40th year on Community Radio 3CR. This program has been streaming live on 3cr.org.au. The program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. Welcome back to all those people across Australia in all those community radio stations which access the Anarchist World this week. We wish you all the best for the rest of the year and hopefully we'll be able to get you out of that armchair, kick you out of that bed, get you involved in community, social and political action across the country. Now, this is the year. You either leave it to the other crowd or we fight back. We begin that long fight back. Thank you once again for listening to The Anarchist World this week, broadcast by the community radio station on your local community radio station. Listen in next week to The Anarchist World this week. Evil minds that plot destruction Sorcerer of death's construction An analysis you'll never hear anywhere else. Anarchist World this week. Australia's Sacred Cow Slaughterhouse, 10am every Wednesday. Listen to The Anarchist World this week for an up-to-date analysis of local, national and international events.
wash my hands. Oh, Lord, yeah. <laughs> 